spread love. Doom, 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 spread love. Hello, beautiful people. And welcome to POV with Kristen Gilmore, where I interview interesting people that you and I are getting to know together. This podcast was created to enlighten, enrich, and inform. The basis is to spread love and extend God's grace to yourself and others. Hello, beautiful people, and thank you for joining me for another episode of POV with Kristen Gilmore. I am back to my original format because we are getting to meet someone together for the first time. Let me tell you about this beautiful human. Not only is she easy on the eye, she has the gentleness of a mother bird, I'd say, who that makes you feel all warm and cozy, like all things are forgiven and you are allowed to be your authentic self around her. And this is all within five minutes of knowing her. Please help me welcome Heather. Hello, Heather. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Kristen. What a sweet intro. Thank you so much. (laughs) I would say right back at you. (laughs) Aw, thanks. (laughs) Heather, I'm so glad to have you today. Um, Thank you for being an interesting and fascinating person. Oh, I thank you for for seeing me that way. You know, we have a mutual friend and I always ask my friends, hey, do you have someone? And and this is honestly how I feel this podcast is manifesting itself into a place of giving people their flowers while they live. Because I truly believe that everyone has something about them that they don't know other people see in them and gravitate towards. I know that if it weren't for this podcast, I wouldn't get to know people like you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So um, I'd say that overall, I'm probably hard to put in a box. I've had a very long and strange and winding career. Um, I started out, uh, well, I'm from the East Coast originally, um, raised in New Jersey and Connecticut. My parents are divorced. My parents are New Yorkers. They're from Brooklyn and Queens. And um, they got divorced when I was four. And so um, I always wanted to be an artist. That was really in my childhood. Well, the two things I really loved were, were the arts and the sciences. And I was always kind of going back and forth, not knowing, you know, which one I wanted to, which one I wanted to choose. But by the time I became a young adult, it looked like the arts was the way to go. So I moved to New York City when I was 17 and studied photography at Parsons School of Design. And through a very strange, serendipitous series of events, I found myself in an indie rock band called Ova Simone. And um, Ova Simone ended up being my professional career for most of my 20s and early 30s. And that band had me traveling around the world on tour. I played in, <laughs> played in more countries than I can count. And had this incredible, you know, life as a, as a, as a professional musician, um, which I never anticipated. Um, and at the same time, um, when I was doing this music career, I rekindled my love of the sciences and I ended up going back to school and, um, studying when I wasn't on tour, I basically was working on a second undergraduate degree 
And I ended up getting that in environmental biology. And that work led me to do a lot of research in the rainforest. And I was looking at um, the effects of large-scale monoculture plantations on soil microbes. Uh, very nerdy stuff. And um, so, yeah, so I ended up being both a scientist and a musician. And, and I did that for, you know, a long time. And then um, around seven years ago, I moved to San Francisco. I, you know, had been in New York City for almost 20 years. And, and at that point, I was, I had, you know, kind of, come to my end of, of wanting to be there. Um, so around seven years ago, I moved to San Francisco and um, kind of started a whole new chapter of my life because my music career had wound down. Um, and I didn't end up becoming a scientist, but I do science communication, um, which is one of, one of the jobs I do. But I ended up launching a perfume company, of all things. <laughs> And uh, I launched that about four years ago, and it's called Carta Fragrances. And it really marries perfectly my love of the arts and the sciences. I get to draw upon my arts background, and I draw upon um, my, my background in the sciences um, to create beautiful perfumes. And that's, that's what I do today. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is the most beautiful story. <laughs> How to connect. It's a confusing story. <laughs> it's like you were open for the ride. You were available for the ride and you just took it and you just continue to go. I mean, what a gift to be an artist and, and also have the left brain and the right brain. You know, it's, it's usually one or the other. Yeah, well, and I think that our society also encourages that, you know, I mean, it's, um, I've never been good at math. Math is not something that comes easily to me at all. And I think that's true for a lot of people, and it can really squash an interest in the sciences. Um, you know, I, I probably would have become a scientist if not for a few bad apple teachers that I had in high school that told me that, you know, if I wasn't good at math, then I shouldn't bother being a scientist, which isn't true um, necessarily. You know, um, you don't you don't really have to be some math genius to be good at science. Science actually is very creative, um, and it relies a lot more on curiosity about the world and the willingness to ask questions than your ability to do you know trigonometry. So, um, so I I, I, just, I think that there's probably more left and right brained people out there than you know, then we might realize that I think is nurtured. You know what? I'm so glad that you said that. And, and that bad apple teachers, that really resonated with me because there are those teachers who we think about who molded us into who we are. And there are those who stunt the growth. And um, that needs to change. You know, that really needs to change. And I'm grateful that you said that science and, uh, math don't have to go hand in hand. There's different ways that you can find your creativity in both fields. I love that. So tell me this, what motivated you to go with singing and just take it as far as it could go? Um, that's a really good question. Um, it kind of all just happened. It was a very strange thing. Um, I, I found my, my music career kind of just swept me along with it. It wasn't something I had ever planned. It wasn't something I was 
necessarily intentional about doing. Um, I just found myself in a very like kind of magical situation um, where everything just started kind of snowballing and it went faster than, you know, than I could even really keep up with. I, I just suddenly, you know, we went from playing, you know, people's basements in Brooklyn, you know, on like a Saturday night to like 10 people to being asked to play festivals in Iceland and, you know, in, in the Swedish countryside. And, and, and I spent the majority of my time on tour. Um, and yeah, it just kind of, it just kind of happened. I know as strange as that sounds, um, I think that a lot of it had to do with having two bandmates who were very motivated and very talented and, um, and they probably drove a lot of our, of our success, to be honest. I mean, what made you so fearless or have you always been? Um, I will say I have always been fearless. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a, I, I don't know. Um, I think that, well, my, my dad, I definitely um, imprinted that in me. Um, he always encouraged me to do what I love. I mean, I, my dad is an entrepreneur and, he always kind of cautioned me as I was growing up about, you know, not just working for someone trying to forge my own path and instilling in me um, the values of trying to find freedom, you know, in the world, to find, find your own path and find freedom, um, which is, you know, I acknowledge very privileged and very difficult to do, you know, for most people. Um, there's a lot of, I understand the fear, you know, I mean, I think that fear is a totally natural thing for most people to feel, you know, feel given like all of the, you know, things in the world, social injustice and economic, uh, insecurity. I mean, there's a million reasons to feel fear. Um, and luckily I had a parent that kind of just put blinders on me and, and said, you know, just, just go do it basically. Um, I would say I also was very motivated by um, having a brother who has spinal muscular atrophy. And um, he, you know, he taught me a lot about, um, and has always said, he's nine years younger than me. And, um, and he's had the most incredible life, like, despite, you know, at, of all the challenges that he's faced, like he went on to get his master's degree and like, and he, I mean, he's, he has this like awesome life and just to see that and be, and be like, you know, what the hell is my excuse? You know, <laughs> like he's making me yeah. look bad over here. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, so he's, you know, uh, it's, uh, yeah, like, so that's part of it. I love that you saw your brother and you said, wait a minute. If you can do it, I can do it. And I'm going to do it with all I have, you know, because that's the thing, right? Sometimes we are, we are either wasting life. We are either waiting on life. Yeah. And we aren't present yeah. in the moment. And you didn't do either one of those things. You yeah. And neither does my brother. He doesn't waste a minute. I'm grateful for your brother. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for <laughs> your dad setting a foundation like that, that automatically told you, hey, like he said, hey, you know, do your own thing. Don't wait on someone else. Is that what pushed you to say, okay, music has died down. I'm ready for my next career. What was the light bulb? 
Definitely. Um, well, I, I think that, um, I think with the, with the perfume, I mean, a lot of this stuff has kind of started out as hobbies, you know, and I think that like, you know, music was something that I did in the very beginning um, as just a fun way to kind of relax with some friends after work. I was working in a gallery, 9-11 uh, had just happened. Um, it was, you know, a weird time in New York City. And, um, and, you know, I was just kind of getting together with some girlfriends to make music as a way to relax. And that ended up turning into a whole career. And with perfume, um, it was a kind of similar story where I was in San Francisco and I just wanted to find a new hobby. I'd always loved perfume. I was wearing perfume, buying perfume. And the scientist to me was like, huh, I wonder how hard it would be to actually make perfume. And so I started teaching myself and it really just started out as a hobby. Um, but then eventually, you know, I was just like, huh, I wonder if, you know, if I would actually launch a company and try to sell perfume, would anyone buy it? Am I actually good at this? <laughs> so um, I kind of tested the waters um, with it. And now, you know, now it's a business. Um, so yeah. That is wonderful. So, so how did you go about the research for this? And did you say, I'm going to fund this all on my own? Like, where did you start? Yeah, so I did. Um, so I had, a, you know, I've had a full-time job and it was the same when I started with music. I had a full-time job and I, I did things on nights and weekends, you know, as you do <laughs> and, um, and funding it myself. Um, but when it came to launching my first product, um, launching any product-based business takes capital. And um, that was, that was difficult. Never, you know, never before, you know, because with music, you don't necessarily need a bunch of money up front to do stuff. You know, like you just start booking shows and you get, you get money for performing. Mm -hmm. But with perfume, you know, if I wanted to create perfume and bottle it and package it and send it out, you know, that's, that's a, that's a product-based business, which required putting some capital down. And um, I ended up just having, uh, well, my dad made a very small investment. And then um, my husband's stepmother, uh, interestingly, also made a small investment. And um, it wasn't a lot, but it allowed me to launch. Um, and I launched very small. I did not launch, you know, big with a whole marketing thing. I launched as small as possible, which I also, you know, cut, which cuts down the risk quite a bit. But it, you know, it did well. Oh my goodness. I want to know all about it. Could you tell me the name of your, um, your company again? Sure. The name of my company is called Carta, which is Italian for maps, which speaks to my Italian heritage. And, um, the, uh, the reason I ended up launching Carta, um, well, I thought a long time about, you know, there's so many perfumes on the market. There's thousands of perfumes I think are launched every year. It's crazy. And I thought, you know, well, what do I have that's interesting to contribute to this space that would be different? And um, what I ended up bringing in to the, to my product was um, my background in kind of conservation and sustainability. So I started looking at um, basically the story of how perfume is made. And the more I looked into it, the more I found a lot of um, a lack of transparency of when it comes to sustainability, um, a lot of over-resource usage. And so what I really wanted to do with Carta was to tell the story of sustainable sourcing. And so for my first perfume, 
I found an essential oil called Moena L104 that was being um, grown, harvested, and distilled in the Peruvian Amazon by an NGO called Camino Verde. And what was really cool about what they're doing with Moena L104 is that they're using the sales of the essential oil to incentivize conservation initiatives in the region. So they give back to the community. They help local farmers to grow essential oil producing plants, which helps to sustain um, the local economy and also help prevent deforestation. So, uh, and Camino Verde also uh, grows trees. They grow native seedlings and they plant them back into the Amazon forest. So they're such a cool organization. So I knew that I wanted to tell the story of Moena so um, on, a, on my two-week vacation from my full-time job, I uh, ended up uh, booking a trip to Peru, and I stayed in the Amazon for about a week and a half, and I got to see how Moena uh, is grown and made, and I got to meet the, NG, the uh, Camino Verde community. And then I went home. It took me about a year to formulate my first fragrance with Moena. Um, and so I launched uh, in 2017 with Moana Alcan And I was just really amazed that the perfume just did really well. People really responded amazingly to it. And it kind of has like a cult-like following now among, you know, among the people um, who wear it. And, um, and yeah, it's been really awesome because I can continue to give back to Camino Verde. They are my 1% for the planet partner. Um, I'd love to keep working with them in the future. They're always they're always growing new uh, new plants for essential oils, and um, so yeah, that's that's how Carta started. Wow, Heather, thank you so much for not only dedicating your work to um, to those of us who are motivated to do, but to the world. Like you are healing, yeah. you are creating uh, work, you are. Um, being an, an essential giver. You're, you're giving back. So proud of you. Kudos for that. Just, I oh, mean, starting <laughs> starting anything is challenging, but mm-hmm. I just love your energy of, I'm just going to do it. And that's what you do. You show up and you do it. Um, you're a getter donner. <laughs> <laughs> in the, well, in the best you. sense. You're welcome. How can we, okay, how can we access this? Because now I want to become a cult follower. How can I get your product in my hand? <laughs> well, I'll definitely send you some. <laughs> and um, and for people that want to check out my perfume, just go to cartafragrances.com. That's C-A-R-T-A, fragrances.com. And um, you can learn more about the story of not only Moena, but the last perfume that I launched called Immortel. Uh, 4317. And for that perfume, I ended up visiting a small organic farm in Croatia. And so I tell the story of what organic farming looks like in Croatia, which was, again, really cool. I'm I'm just kind of an agriculture nerd. And I just like love learning about farming. And so it's, uh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is wonderful. I'm always looking for something with a story, something that has a journey. And this is exactly it. Like your your life definitely has a journey. I have a question for you. Um, What would you want people to take away from meeting you? Oh, wow. Um, That's such a good question. (sighs) Um, I would hope that they would think I'm a kind person. (laughs) And uh, um, I don't know, what would I, what would I want them to take away from meeting me? Um, I, I like to, I, I'd say that 
something I really love to do is to encourage other people to, to be creative. Um, it's something I thought a lot about and it's something I, you know, love to do more of is to kind of just motivate people to find their creativity and like find ways to just nurture that. Um, I think everybody inherently is creative, but I, I think that, you know, just day-to-day -day life can kind of squash that down. And um, yeah, I, I guess that's what I would say. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. What do you see next? What do you see next that's attached to your name? And I ask you that because you do grand things. Of mm. oh, grand things, but um, I'll definitely, well, I guess, you know, the next grand thing I am doing is having a baby. <laughs> so oh I'm my not having my first, <laughs> yeah, my, my biggest uh, project yet. So I'm, I'm due very soon. I'm due uh, in, on June 4th. And so um, I think that's probably going to, you know, reshift my priorities and my focus and um, slow me down a little bit, but in the best way possible. And I'm just going to focus on motherhood. And then, you know, and then once I get comfortable with this whole new, you know, this whole new skin, um, I'll probably go back to, you know, I need to work on another perfume. I'd love to travel again, especially now that the world finally opening up a little bit um cautiously of course <laughs> um and yeah that's what that's all be. I'll be here making perfume and being a mom wow congratulations congratulations oh, thanks thank you what what's something that and this will be uh, my second to last question what's something mm -hmm. that you want to make sure your child receives from you knowledge-wise mm. Um, definitely just remaining curious about the world and overall, I think empathetic, you know, I like, I want him to really just take the time to understand where people are coming from. You know, I think that that's more important than ever right now. And to understand, you know, his own privilege in the world and place and, and to, and I mean, you know, as, especially as a man or as a boy. <laughs> and, um, and I just really want him to, uh, to learn how to be empathetic, I'd say. Yeah, too. That's beautiful. So uh, my last question, how can people find out more about you? I know we've got your products, but if we just want to <laughs> delve into Heather, how do we do that? Um, well, yeah, so aside from looking at Curtis fragrances, um, you know, I'd say you could listen to my music. It's all on Spotify. The name of the band is Avoa Simone. And, and I mean, that's where I put my heart and soul for most of my life is in the lyrics and the music uh, there. And that's probably a good way to get to know me. Um, and they can always, you know, reach out. Uh, there's an email on my, you know, on my website and with Curtis fragrances. And I encourage people to reach out and say hello. Oh my goodness, Heather. Oh, well, thank you so much. These were great questions. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for, I mean, when you were saying, you know, um, when I asked you what you wanted people to take away from meeting you, something that I'm going to take away is your motivation. You've motivated mm -hmm. me just by your doing, you know, just ah. by, um, 
just by going for it. And I hope that everyone who's listening has that exact same energy and vibe that they receive from you. And you, and it sounds like you do it gracefully. It sounds like you do it, like you said, fearlessly. And, um, and like you're living for the now. And a lot of us live for the future. But as we know from what we've all experienced last year to hmm. now, it's not promised. That is very true. Yeah, this last year has had a lot of hard lessons um, with it, but also silver linings, I think, for a lot of people. I agree. And and that's the gift that you're giving is that the silver lining is always there and run towards the rainbow. Well, thank you, Heather, so much for joining us today. Friends, I hope that you were able to take away some words of wisdom, some inspiration, and some motivation from Heather's story, her journey. Let's make sure we check out her music. I'm going to make sure it's in the advertisement as well as the link to her fragrance. Um, I'm going to be a cult following member. I'm overly excited <laughs> about this. And I hope you all jump in just as much as I do and support all the gifts that she's given to this world and more. And mostly all the gifts, blessings, and prayers. I'm going to help you store for your little angel that's to come. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're absolutely welcome. All right. All right. Thank well, thank you, you so much. This has been lovely. Absolutely, Heather. And thank you, POV family. Make sure you check out our next episode and make sure you take away some nuggets from this one. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of POV with Kristen Gilmore. See you next time. Bye. Ha. Ooh.